0: What's up fellas? Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast with Nick and Rick. As always, I'm your host Rick. With me I've got my sidekick and a very depressed Nick because the Ravens lost to the Dolphins. And Nick, I'm not even going to introduce you before I start uh, before I start the chirping. I mean, what like I, you owe me an apology. I think because uh, I'm going to start off this episode.
1: Uh, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for thanks for introducing me there. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that game, man. You know, I was uh, I had a couple, and I was watching it, and as I kept getting more angry, I had a few more, and a few more, and a few more, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it wasn't making it better, but it was it was taking away a little bit of the pain. I mean, the running game was atrocious. Yeah. I mean. They, they literally just blitzed on like an uh, an unseen amount of plays. They were blitzing
0: and they couldn't pick it they up. They literally played cover zero the entire game mm-hmm. and that O line and Lamar did not, like, just couldn't figure it out. Absolutely. They could not figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? I keep going back to the Sammy Watkins fumble because if he
1: holds on to that, mm. takes seven points off Miami, puts him at 15, Baltimore scores, puts him at 17, and there's a win. Like, it, obviously, you yeah. can't put it all on that one play, but like, yeah. just that one play was just so painful to watch and like, oh my God, man, I don't know what to say. I mean, Lamar wasn't phenomenal, Two hundred twenty-six for 43, 238 yards, yeah. a touchdown and a pick. I mean, it's uh, it was just painful. It was really painful to watch all around. Um, and I, I don't know to say more than that. I mean, that, that just wasn't a good game. And honestly, John Harbaugh came on and took a took the blame for himself. He said, "You know what? That's on us. Yeah. We didn't prepare enough. We didn't prepare the players enough." And like you got to respect a coach that does that. I mean, so it, it's good in that sense. But uh, I'm really looking forward yeah. to them bouncing back this week. I
0: think they'll I think they'll take it to Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, not a good look on the resume for sure. And I almost wonder, I mean, like, you know, if they maybe didn't take this game as seriously as they should have, you know, because obviously the Dolphins have looked pretty pathetic all year. Um, And I kind of wonder if they maybe just wrote this off as an easy win, as most people were. And I think, you know, the Dolphins, you know, got to give credit to the Dolphins. I mean, they came in, they had a plan, they executed the plan, their defense balled out. I mean, I haven't seen them look that good since last year. So I was really happy to see that. And I'm really hoping that we can kind of, you know, take this momentum. But yeah, definitely a rough game for the Ravens. But um, yeah, I mean, hey, it happens as we say every week. This is the NFL and anything can happen. Yeah, um, Yeah, most of the other games, I think, went the way that we really expected. Aside from the Bucks losing to Washington, I mean, most of the other games were pretty much... What you know, about
1: and, the Cardinals? Uh, what about the Cardinals just absolutely shooting yeah. the bed?
0: Yeah, I mean, they looked real good last week without Kyler. And you could not say the same last week. I mean, Cole McCoy had a rough day at the office. I mean, James Conner after his absolute lights out performance the week before only rushes ten times for thirty nine yards. Yeah. They just really could not get it going, and I think you know Cardinals fans probably opening praying that De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Kyler Murray get back this week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a. I didn't
1: watch that one, but I mean, that one was like I was just shocked. I kept checking the score line, and I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it really just goes to show how much I think that Kyler is that offense, right? I mean. Uh, obviously, yeah. a couple of weeks exactly. ago, we had the backup quarterbacks come in and they were able to, to put out some wins. I mean, uh, the Cowboys, the Jets, and there's another backup quarterback somewhere
0: came in. Um,
1: oh, in the Saints, Trevor Simeon. Oh, right. yeah. Like that. we saw backup yeah. quarterbacks come in and thrive and then struggle kind of the next week. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very clear how much that offense really revolves around Kyler Murray. And they really need to, obviously, now they know they need to step up that offensive line a little bit. It's the Tom Brady theory, right? I mean, Tom Brady was so good for such a long time because Bill Belichick made it a point of always having a phenomenal offensive line in front of him. And it's very clear that the Cardinals have the rest of the pieces are there, right? They're they're easily a Super Bowl contender. All the pieces are there. The offensive, the the wide receivers are there. The running backs are kind of there. The defense is pretty well there. It's obviously like you need to keep Kyler safe and you need to put a good offensive line in front of him.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I do think that, uh, I think Kyler came out this week and said, you know, he's pretty close to returning. Um, Obviously, I mean, players are always more optimistic than, you know, maybe sometimes they should be. (laughs) But I do think he will be back, uh, which is, you know, good to see. Obviously, he's an amazing player. I love watching him. Just that, you know, know, he's like Lamar, right? You never know what he's going to do once he gets the football. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of, you know, kind of the, uh, you know, the allure of Kyler Murray. But um yeah, I mean, kind of keeping the quarterback train rolling. I mean, I personally am, I'm hoping that Cam starts this week. Yeah, I mean, he did really well in his cameo last week for the Panthers. And yeah, you know, speaking of like, you know, about that Panthers-Cardinals game, it was funny. I was watching Red Zone. I just kept, I I felt like I was just watching the Panthers-Cardinals game because for <laughs> the first half there, they just kept going back to the, you know, because the Panthers just kept scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm so happy for Cam. Man. I mean, I've always loved him. He was kind of, I think, the one of the really the first mobile kind of quarterbacks that I really remember. Yeah, for sure. Um, if I'm being honest. I think, he could, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that really started you know, that, that kind of league line, that league-wide kind of switch. And, you know, I've always liked him. I mean, obviously when he was on the Pats last year, I didn't love him. But, you know, he's, that guy's a baller. I, I respect the hell out of him. Um, And I really hope he gets his chance, you know, for the rest of this year to lead this Panthers team now that doesn't look like Sam Darnold, uh, you know, even if he's healthy, would be kind of coming back in. No, absolutely. I think it's I think it's
1: very clear. I think that they've made their switch. They understand, like, Cam knows the organization. Obviously, you have a new head coach, new coordinators and all that. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's very clear. I think that they're kind of – the Sam Darnold experiment looked really good for a little bit, and then it didn't. Yeah. And so I think that they've kind of understand, like, you know what? It's time to move on. And I just love that meme. I don't know how many times I saw that one meme. Um, let me pull it up here. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are currently paying Cam Newton's replacement, Cam Newton's replacement's replacement, and for Cam Newton to replace his own replacement's replacement. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they tried it. They tried Teddy Bridgewater. They tried Sam Darnold. It's not going to work. It's – it. Cam's the guy. I, I think – I love it. Like yeah. you said, I love Cam Newton. Um, I think – I'd love to see him stick around in Carolina long term. And I think Matt Rule really said something like that, that like, this isn't like a one-off one year, like – yeah if if this goes well like they want to keep cam around right
0: yeah and yeah i cam's a baller i mean and i just love the storylines obviously they're playing uh, the washington football team this week who are now coached by ron rivera who is cam's old coach so you got to think both of those guys are going to want you know i'm sure there's a lot of love and respect there but at the end of the day those guys are going to want to stick it to each other so i'm definitely really excited for that game i think it's going to be a real good one um unfortunate that we're not going to be seeing chase young in that game and actually anytime this year as he did suffer a torn acl last week i mean sucks to see obviously you never want to see anyone get hurt but especially a guy like you know chase young i mean he's so talented just kind of can wreck a game by himself and he was really starting to come on this week i mean you know he's had a rough start to the year not been as good as you know you might expect but he looked real good last week and just you know really unfortunate to see but you know I think I was you've I was seen before, you know, when you're that big of a guy, when you take falls like that, you know, sometimes it can kind of, you know, just go the worst way. Absolutely. Especially like peeling around that edge,
1: right? I mean, that's, uh, that's very easy for that to yeah. happen. I mean, obviously it doesn't happen super often, but I mean, I mean, shout out to Washington though. I mean, for them to hold Tom Brady, like 23 for 34, 220, two TDs and two picks, I mean, for, for Tom Brady, like that, that's not a good game for him. And, and that's phenomenal. Who who had Washington beating Tampa, right?
0: Right, and especially because we've been shitting, uh, we've been shitting on the Washington football team. I think that's been kind of a weekly thing on the pod. Yeah. Here, is just shitting on their defense, and you know they they clearly have been listening, and they clearly uh, were, were taking offense because they look like the Washington football team that we've all expected them to be. Yeah, and I mean, hey, I mean, obviously, you know, we're kind of halfway through the season. They kind of have put themselves in a the hole, but if that defense can kind of come on, I mean, that division is no good, right? Like realistically, the Eagles and Giants are both shit. Um, they're you know they're three and six. If they can put together a streak here, especially with the game added this season, there's an outside shot that if their defense can get rolling, that they could maybe make a playoff push.
1: Absolutely, I mean, if, like honestly, the division leaders. I would say the division leaders are pretty much locked in at this point, besides the NFC West. Um, I mean, yeah. if you look like Cowboys seven and two, Cardinals eight and two, Packers eight and two, Bucks six and three. I mean, that division still kind of open. You got the Saints one game back. Um, and obviously you have the Rams at seven and three as well, but then there's a ton of teams at four and five, right? Like 49ers are at four and five, the Vikings are at four and five, the Eagles are at four and six. I mean, that that's open. There's that, that a wild card spot ready for them. They just have to sort of play up. And I mean, Taylor Heineke looked really good in that
0: game. Yeah, he did. I mean, I I think we, we've said this before on the pod. I mean, I think we're big Taylor Heineke fans here. I mean, always love an underdog. The kid's an absolute gamer. Um, you know. What he lacks in talent, I think he makes up for, you know, probably one of the biggest hearts on the football field I've ever seen. Yeah. So I absolutely fucking love the guy. I hope he balls out this year. Um, And I think I I read something last week that Ryan Fitzpatrick won't be coming back this season. So, you know, he's pretty much got the keys to the car, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's not really anyone else on that team. Like, I think they they might have Kyle Allen. I don't even remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be Taylor Heineke's football team the rest of the year. And Mm -hmm. I think he's playing just, you know. To show either the Washington football team or another quarterback in team that he can be that guy. Um, so yeah, definitely excited to see that for sure. Um, but another, I mean, I don't know if you can call this guy a quarterback, but I don't think Jared Goff's playing this week. Which, hey, maybe Detroit Lions fans might be you know kind of cheering in the streets for that. But um, yeah, he has an oblique injury. And apparently Tim Boyle, who I'm not going to lie, I've never heard of this man before in my entire life, would not be able to pick him out in a crowd of 100. But it is the Lions, so who's surprised? Uh, but yeah, the big Tim Boyle will be starting this week for the Detroit Lions, whose season could not. Uh, I mean, hey, they got a tie last week, so they're not you know technically undefeated, uh, or sorry, de- uh, winless. I'm not undefeated, though. Um, but they're not technically winless. So I mean, hey. Maybe this week is the week they get their first win, but something tells me that even though the Browns right now are kind of shambles, I don't think they're going to be uh, coming out of there with a dub. Yeah, I mean, so um, for all of you non-Tim Boyle fans, who I uh, don't know
1: if anybody is because I don't think anybody knows who he is. <laughs> um, so he uh, played college ball at uh, UConn and Eastern Kentucky. Uh, he went undrafted in 2018. Jesus. He's six foot four, two thirty-two. So he's uh, he's got some size. He's to a him. Big boy, yeah and uh, I'll read region is nfl career statistics um so he was on the Packers, uh, practice squad for a bit uh he has okay. in three games he has three completions four on four attempts 15 yards no touchdowns no picks 80.2 passer rating um five rushing attempts for negative wow. seven yards uh, okay and then in 2020 so he had eight games played uh, 13 attempts rushing and negative nine uh, rushing yards uh, and one fumble lost, or sorry, one fumble didn't okay.
0: Didn't. So he was, he was the guy that came in to kneel down right at the end of the game when they wanted to give him a snap. Yeah, that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of where he is. Yeah. Um, and honestly, he signed, hey, signed a one year deal with the Detroit Lions this year. And uh, who knows? Who knows, man? Maybe uh, it, it's, been wow. the, it's been the year of backup of quarterbacks, so who knows? I'll, I'll give this it has a snap, and then the next game he's not yeah. gonna do so uh yeah
0: who knows yeah speaking of guys who got their shot and the next week didn't do too well it seems like mike white is out as the starting quarterback and uh in in the as the new york Jets starting quarterback i should say mike white who last week was quoted as saying that he believes he should have been the number one overall pick in the draft uh I mean, the Jets are getting elite. What can I say? The Jets are getting elite. They are bringing in Joe. I guess he's not bringing it, but they already have Joe Flacco. He is going to be apparently starting this week. Elite. Um, Yeah, elite. I mean, holy fuck. I mean, I can't believe this guy is still kicking around. He's got to be at least 40. Um, Absolute zero mobility on the guy. Uh, Like, zero mobility. Elite. Uh, Super Bowl champion Elite. Yeah, this is true. This this is very true. Um I mean, I'm fucking excited. I mean, I, the Dolphins are playing this week. I think this is going to be going to be great for us. Nice little two-game win streak. Thanks for coming. See you later. Oh, buddy, famous last words, man. The Jets have taken down the uh,
1: the Bengals <laughs> and the Titans this year. Ooh, and, you ooh. know, I mean, those guys are uh they're, they're coming. They're coming for the top teams. They're, they're not winning against the bottom, but they're they're, they're playing
0: up. They're, they they're only the they only want to beat the best of the best. They yeah. don't give a shit about anyone else. They need but... to round off their speaking season of the...
1: playing against the Cardinals and the Rams and the Cowboys and the Packers and the Bucks. That's who they need to round off their season against.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. But dude, speaking of the Titans, I mean, like eight and two, no Derek Henry does not matter. They're continue to truck along. I'm like. The Titans, I think, are one of, I would say, probably the least, like, of the really good teams in the league, they'd have to be one of the least respected. I mean, you got to give it to them. Eight and two, you're down your best running back. You're running fucking Adrian Peterson's broken body, you know, in the red zone. (laughs) I mean, i got to put some respect on their name, man. Like, obviously, the Saints were not missing Kamara and, you know, uh, their quarterbacks last, last week. So not like a full Saints team, but still a very good Saints team. They eked out the win. They did what they had to do. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm looking down, like, like, listen to these guys who are putting up their offensive stats. You have Deontay Foreman, Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichols as your top three rushers. And listen to their top three receivers. Marcus Johnson, Ooh. Deontay Foreman again, Ooh. and Geoff Swain. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. AJ Brown only had one reception for 16 yards last week. <laughs> And they still won. So I mean these guys are playing with like absolute fucking nobodies yeah. and they're still winning. And I mean, you know, I like I mean I'm looking for them to keep it keep it rolling again this week. I mean they're playing the Texans, right? So they're gonna go to nine and two most likely. <laughs> and, like wow. Like I, I you know, I gotta respect it. I think we're probably one of the quieter, you know, nine and two seasons in recent history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone kinda wrote them off when Derrick Henry went down and
1: and I think they're kind of playing to that. I think you know what you know. What, go ahead, write us off. I don't really care. You're like, come on, go ahead. Like, take us lightly. Like, we'll show you what we're all about, right? I mean, I'm not a huge Mike Frable fan. I mean, he came from came from New England, so fuck the Patriots. know um, yeah. but I mean, you know what? I got to give it to the guy. I mean, last year he was so committed. He he said he would cut off his own penis if they uh, if they won a Super Bowl. Um, so <laughs> I mean, like this, it just shows how intense this guy is, right? So I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, like you said, it's the NFL. Anything can
0: happen on any day. What's, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the last bit of news I want to cover is a bit of a funny uh, funny uh, bit of news. It's uh, the wife of Matthew Stafford had to apologize because she threw a pretzel at a 49ers fan during oh. Monday Night Football. So she's come out and apologized for that atrocious, vile act. Um, so... Thank you to Matt Stafford's wife for the apology. I mean, I'm sure everyone was really concerned about the well-being of that fan. Um, Those pretzels can get baked pretty hard, man. That's true. That's true. They're pretty fucking big, too, especially if it's in America. I mean, everything's bigger there. So uh, (laughs) thank you to Matt Stafford's wife. You know, we all make mistakes. But, uh, you know, thanks for coming out and apologizing and being the better person there. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) But another, I mean... You know what? Another—it like, wasn't a terrible week for us, but it wasn't good. I think the problem is that we set too high of a standard coming out of the gate. We were too good on our picks, yeah. And so now we're just letting everyone down. Not another not good week, Nick. Nick, we over the stats last. Oh, for man. So we—I uh, actually
1: put up eight out of fourteen, and you had six out of fourteen. Um, so we counted the Steelers game for all those who are keeping track at home. Uh, we counted the Steelers-Detroit Lions game as a win, even though they tied um that was an atrocious game there are really no winners um i would have hated yeah. <laughs> to pay money to go and watch that game
0: um oh my that God, was right?
1: absolutely painful uh but yeah so we're both sitting at 64 percent. i finally caught up to you here with a couple of good weeks um there you go so we're, we're tied we're at 96 out of 150 we're sitting at 64 percent. so i uh, i can't really complain but on our picks it's not terrible i just want to bounce back to your super bowl prediction you said Dallas versus the Raiders. <laughs> are you are you still thinking that? I mean, the Chiefs looked like the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdown passes. Like, like, are, are they back? Yeah. Are the are the boys back in town? Ugh.
0: The boys may be back in town. The boys just may be back in town because yeah, Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely elite. I mean, guy went four hundred six five scores. Uh, they still have absolutely no running game, but it did not matter. I mean both Darrell Williams and Travis Kelsey eclipsed the hundred yard receiving mark. Tyreek Hill, 83 yards, two teddies. Um yeah, I mean they looked good. Their defense finally, you know, was able to be all right. Uh Derek Carr did not look good, I will say that. Um was not kind of as good as we've you know come to expect from this season. But I'm not ready to hop on the the Chiefs are back bandwagon just yet. Uh, I want to see like two or three games from them to kind of really, um, you know, make myself believe. And I I really am excited for this Cowboys-Chiefs game uh, this upcoming Sunday. I think that's going to be a really good test because the the Cowboys are playing real well. They've got a really good defense. And I think that's going to be a really good test of them. And I think it's also going to be a really big test for that defense because the Cowboys arguably have, you know, from top to bottom, one of the most elite offenses in the National Football League. And so let's see if the Chiefs' defense can keep it rolling. Um, if, if they play well against them, and then I believe the week after, um, I think they have to buy the week after. Yes. Yeah, so uh, let's see who are where they playing. The yeah, so they get a buy, then they are get you know they have the Broncos, the Raiders again. So definitely a little bit of an easier schedule after the Cowboys after the Cowboys game, but. Um, I'm, I am very excited about that December 16th Chiefs Chargers matchup. Yeah. I think that's going to be kind of a really good idea. If they're balling out by then, you know, week 15 of 18, then, yeah, let's take them seriously. Uh, but for right now, I mean, they've just not played well enough for me to take them seriously at this point. Hey, but can we shout out the Raiders for not having any felonies this week? Yeah, how many? what is the uh, number of days we're at with no felonies <laughs> now? I think it's, it's got it. has got Is it double digits yet? Might be I mean, is
1: it double digits what? here, boys.
0: Well, wow. I mean, just, you know, quickly, just round up applause for the, for the Raiders. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, you guys had a rough couple of weeks there. A lot of felonies, a lot of felonies. You're really uh, raising the league wide average of felonies per week. Uh, so, FPW, we got a new stat we got to keep track but, of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, good job. I mean, you got absolute fucking break speed off you, by the Chiefs. So, mm. you know, I mean, Let's just, let's just point out, when they were getting felonies, they were winning. So I think Derek Carr might have to take one for the team and pop up a felony this week. Oh, because, fuck. Uh, no felonies apparently equates to no wins. So definitely going to be something to keep an eye oh, on there. Oh, fuck. Uh, you know. But, um, <laughs> okay, wait. Before we
1: move on I to our mean, picks. Wait, wait, okay, hold up. Before we move on to our picks. Yeah. I texted you the other day. I definitely had a few when I texted you this. Um, but I, I texted <laughs> you this theory that I want to run by you, Okay. We talked about some conspiracy ah, yes. theories. Um, obviously, we've talked about um, what are some of the conspiracies we talked about. There's a couple good ones. Oh, that uh, Tyrod Taylor paid the or uh, Justin Herbert yeah. paid the doctor to hurt uh, Tyrod Taylor. So here's my theory, yeah. okay? Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, we have the controversy about him saying he's he's inoculated, and turns out he wasn't actually vaccinated. All this stuff going mm-hmm. on. What if that was his plan from the start, okay? He's like, you know what? We're having a good season. I can, we can blow a game. That's okay. Okay, I'm gonna intentionally get COVID just to the Packers to see Jordan Love play and understand how fucking awful he is, so that I have now more value. It's like, oh, you wanted to, you wanted to replace me with that guy. Well, let that guy show what he can do, and he could do absolutely nothing. Right? Like, d- did that happen? Did he do it on purpose? This isn't.
0: This is an interesting take and I, honestly I mean if there's going to be someone in the NFL that does this it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised um but yeah I mean kind of just kind of you know taking that a little bit further I mean yeah Jordan Love is some ass I'm not going to lie. I cannot believe this man was a first round draft pick. I mean that guy fucking sucks. Like he's just awful. Um I don't really have anything else other than that. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I just wanted to say yeah, he's like Holy shit. Awful. Yeah, he's god-awful. And I think the pa- like Packers fans in general, the Packers' entire like, executive, just has to be praying every night that Aaron Rodgers comes back to them in some miracle. Absolutely. Because I don't know that he will. But if he does not, they they are fucked. Like, they are absolutely fucked. Well, if he doesn't come back, Devontae Adams isn't going to come back. He's a free agent after this. Year. Exactly. 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 There goes, there's exactly. it. There's your
1: organization right
0: there. Right? Yeah. That becomes a poverty franchise. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I mean, poor poor Aaron Jones. I mean, first of all, RIP Aaron Jones. I mean, my running back depth has just been absolutely decimated the last few weeks. Uh, yeah. RIP Aaron Jones. I guess it's AJ Dillon time this, mm-hmm. this week. But um, who was able to yeah, get picked up, up on the wire? Ah. Yeah. Uh, I'd put in literally in three different leagues, three different claims, and I didn't get a single one because someone ahead of me had higher priority. See, uh, in one of
1: my leagues, I sniped it last week. I was like, "Okay, my team is shit. Like, we're all there's four of us all tied for last at three and six or whatever, three and three and seven. Awful, like just brutal." (laughs) Um, and I picked up AJ Dillon I was like, "Ah, whatever, fuck it." And then that week, I was trying to trade him. I to the guy who has Aaron Jones. I was like, "Oh, like." Take this guy. Like, If Aaron Jones gets hurt, he's going to be the starter. We've, we've seen what he can do. He's proven. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to take him if he gets hurt. And then that week, he gets hurt. Uh, so fuck <laughs> you, Hayden. I'm laughing at you. And now you can't have A.J. Dillon. Okay? So fuck you. <laughs> yo
0: yeah, well, there you go. Good pickup. Yeah, no, I think everyone was rushing to try and pick up A.J. Dillon. I mean, A.J. Dillon brings a really different skill set than Aaron Jones. I mean, not a fast guy. But that is a fucking big boy. I mean, I was watching that uh, Packers-Seahawks game, and Bobby Wagner met him at the two-yard line, and A.J. Dillon just dragged him and another Seahawks player just into the end zone, just sheer will. I mean, the guy has absolute tree trunks for legs. Um, so not going to be a guy who's going to you know, take it from the 25 and you know kind of make it to the end zone, but a guy who you can put in you know and kind of in the red zone and just say, you know, fucking stick your leg in the ground and just absolutely truck someone. Just go... Um, yeah, just basically just go. And yeah, that Vikings that Vikings front seven is a little porous. So I am I know I think he's gonna have a big week. Uh if you have AJ Dillon, I would suggest starting him. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna have a real big week against that Vikings D. Um and yeah, I mean definitely, you know, kind of auditioning, you know, obviously he's never gonna be the number one back, uh, as long as Aaron Jones is there, but maybe auditioning, you know, for a little bit down the line for a team that you know is running back needy. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean getting himself like he's 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 great He's
1: he's very much shown that he is RB1 yeah. quality. Right? I mean
0: he's he's big very done, much done done. That he can be
1: an RB1. And I think Green Bay's got and Green Bay did just give him an
0: extension though, I, I believe last offseason, right? I think so. And I think they really like that 1A1, or not really, I wouldn't say it's one A one B because Aaron Jones pretty much owns that, you know, RB one spot. Yeah. But it's a nice little kind of like Jekyll and Hyde thing, right? Like yeah. it's a really good, you know, he's the complete opposite of Aaron Jones and a guy that you can trust to get you six when you need it. Um but yeah i mean he's another guy like like tony pollard in dallas who's just probably an rb1 in the league but you're sitting behind you know one of the games more elite running backs so it's going to be tough to you know kind of take that over unless injury comes into uh, play yeah and i think that like, like you said right that's sort of there are two opposites
1: right um and i think that's almost like a, a better thing to have because as a team right so if, if you're going in play in tennessee right you're expecting derrick henry He's going right up the middle, and you understand that his, running, his backup running backs are also probably doing the same type of system, right? They're going to they're gonna drive you right up. They're going to punch you in the mouth, and they're going to go right up the middle, right? But when you have yeah. sort of those two different, it's kind of like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in Cleveland, right? Um, Kareem Hunt's a little bit more of a pass-catching back compared to Nick Chubb. And so when you have both of them on the field, you, you don't know what you're getting, right? They could, they could go up the middle with Chubb, or they're going to pass it to Kareem Hunt, right? So it, it's harder to mm-hmm. game plan against when you have sort of two different backs right obviously it's more work as a exactly you have to have more plays in your arsenal but it's harder for
0: defenses to scheme against exactly and you also never know when cream hunt might kick as well he has been known to kick before mm. so um are we gonna go yeah, there so. oh, really- <laughs> oh, okay that, that's a level that we've gotten to in week 11 here. that's that's you know that's for our more uh you know kind of in the know listeners i might we don't even have to say what it is you might understand it. you might not but uh you know if you don't just if you just type in on google kareem hunt kicking and i'm sure uh, something good will pop up probably a lot of but yeah a lot of means uh, <laughs> yeah, the fact that i'm gonna do it right now um, <laughs> we'll post a couple see. on our instagram yeah let's see okay yeah that's uh yeah not a good look not a good look for <laughs> so just I will never fuck with Kareem. Like, I used to love him. I thought he was so good. I'm Kansas City. Can I can never imagine, fuck with the guy. Can you imagine him in Kansas City right now? Oh, my God. That, like, yeah. The guy was, the was you know, an absolute cheat code. Um, but, yeah. I mean, you know, we do not condone that type of behavior. So, fuck you, Kareem. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe you're still in the league. But you are good. I will give you that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Um, but... On that note, should we get into this week's picks and see, uh, you know, how many we can get wrong this week? Absolutely. And you know what? On that note too, on the kicking note, um, I saw a really interesting TikTok today that talked
1: about uh, a fantasy league that had punters, okay? And they basically got uh, Mm. 0.1 points for every punting yard, uh, minus three for a touchback, and then three points for inside the 20 and five points for inside the 10, And, like, these guys are saying, like, their punters are putting up, like, 20, 25 points a week. And they're, like, this has basically become the new, like, first-round draft pick. Like, you're picking a punter in the first round, (laughs) right?
0: Yeah, so, basically, you want to take the Lions punter Mm -hmm. and just – he's going to rack up, like, 300 punting years. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly, right? So, I I don't know. I'm pitching that to the boys. I mean, boys, I know you're going to listen to this. So, this is my pitch. I think we should add punters in next season. We're getting rid of keepers. So, we
0: might as well – let's add punters just for the shits, right? I'm down for punters. I mean, um, you know, I think everyone needs all the help they can get in beating me, and I think this will help them. You know, I'm just a helpful guy. Just wait till uh, you uh, get the last draft pick next year. So,
1: (laughs) all right. Well, yeah. Let's roll into our picks for the week. Uh, We got a couple good ones, couple stinkers this week. Um, Starting with like it's it's half decent. I mean, it kind of depends on Cordero Patterson, but uh, you got the red hot Patriots going into Atlanta. Uh, Patriots seven point favorites and an over under of forty
0: seven. Uh yeah, this is a little uh, this is a tough one. I mean, obviously, I think the Falcons would want nothing more than to beat the Patriots. Obviously, the site of one of the you know biggest collapses in NFL history, at least that I can remember. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I gotta you know I gotta give it to the Pats. They're back to handling business, right? I mean, they didn't look too good at the beginning of the year, but you know they're back to doing what they do: win football games. Uh, as long as their defense is good, as long as their you know their running game has been you know consistent, they've been able to you know kind of help Mac Jones a lot. They don't have to ask him to do as much as they were do you know doing at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Patriots in this one. Uh, I do think that they'll win by probably a touchdown or more. I think the line of this one, the Patriots are favored by about six points, so I would take this game against the spread. Um, yeah, I'm thinking the Patriots probably win by a touchdown, and I'm gonna go with the under.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll with the Patriots, but I am gonna roll with the over. Um, I think Cordero Patterson's day to day, and he's had a he's had a really good year. I mean, that's I picked him up in two of my three leagues, um, and he was a really good add early on in the season. Um, he's been he's been really getting me there for a couple of games, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but I think the biggest thing for the Patriots is they're, they're starting to let Mac Jones play, like. I think the first couple of weeks he had a really low yards per attempt. Like they weren't taking their shots down the field. But I think now they're kind of letting him play. They're letting him sort of do throw the ball a little bit more, uh, a little bit more down the field. And I think that's been really working for them. So I'm going to roll the Patriots, but I'm going to roll the over, um, just because I'm again I'm really hoping Cordero Patterson gets back in this lineup here. Yeah. Um, our next game here, we've got the Ravens going into Chicago. Uh, Ravens five point favorites and over under a forty
0: five. Yeah, I mean I'm looking for the Ravens to bounce back in a big way this week. I mean, I think they kind of got embarrassed last week. And yeah, I mean uh the one thing I don't know. I worry about the Ravens D, which I think I haven't said a lot in like past years, but they just uh I don't know. They don't inspire a lot of confidence in yeah. me, I will be honest. Um there's got a lot of holes and I think they do have to, you know, fix in the offseason. Um but I, I do think the Ravens bounce back. I think last week was, you know, kind of a blip on the radar for them and they will bounce back. I think this game is gonna be close. But I'm going to take the Ravens, and I will take the over just because I think, you know, uh, both those quarterbacks will probably have a pretty big day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I think the Ravens are really missing Marcus Peters. I mean, early on, they were kind of doing okay. Uh, But I think as the stretch goes on, I mean, obviously, you lose to Sean Elliott last week, too. Uh, I think that they're really... (laughs) and that Dude,
0: that that Everett guy is fucking trash. Whoever that kid yeah, is is awful. I know. Oh my he's, god.
1: He's he's not experienced. He's still young, but yeah, I mean, he's 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 struggled. I mean, and teams know that, right? Teams are obviously throwing at him. Uh, I think it was the Minnesota. No, it wasn't the Minnesota game. One of one of the other games. Uh, and basically, like the first like eight passes all went to his to the guy Everett was covering, right? So uh, I think yeah, it, I think that was the Bengals game. Yeah, there you go, the Bengals game. Yeah, yeah. It started with okay, let's throw Anthony Everett. Didn't really work out. And then they started burning Marlon Humphrey with Jamar Chase, but that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, I think the over is going to hit here. I think this is uh I think this will be a high scoring game. I think Justin Fields will do a pretty decent job. Uh, but I do think the Ravens are gonna come out on top on this one. Um, all right, our next game, we kind of talked about it already. We obviously have the Lions backup quarterback going in, Tim Boyle. Surprised I even remember his name. Uh the Lions going into Cleveland, uh Browns eleven and a half point favorites and an over-under of 43 a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Browns in this one. I think, you know, the Browns, that 11.5 point favorites is generous. I mean, I think they're going to, you know, win by way more than that. Uh, Nick Chubb is back. I mean, the Lions rank 30th against the run. I mean, what more do you need to say? I mean, the Lions are terrible. Uh, I've never heard of this man, Tim Boyle, before. I don't think he's going to have a good game. And it is they really don't have any weapons to, you know, that I would even worry about. Uh, Obviously, DeAndre Swift is pretty good. But aside from that, they just have a team of absolute nobodies. Um, So, yeah. They're completely one-dimensional. It's kind of, if DeAndre Swift has a good game, then they might have a chance. If he doesn't, they're absolutely fucked. And I think in this one, they're going to be absolutely fucked. Uh, I will take the under, but I still don't think the Lions are going to put up many points.
1: Yeah, you know what? I got to agree with you. I got the Browns. I've got the under. Uh, I don't think the Browns will cover that spread on their own. I think that Browns D's been playing pretty well, that uh, they won't really let Detroit put up too many points. Uh, so yeah, I got the Browns. I've got the under as well. Uh, our next game here, divisional matchup. We've got a uh, big rivalry game. We've got Packers going into Minnesota. Packers two and a half point favorites over under forty nine. 49.
0: Hmm. This one is tough because I think the Vikings are just so much better than their record indicates, which is super unfortunate. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's tough to pick with them because I want to pick them every week, but something just kind of holds me back from it and then um, I think the tough one for me this week is because the Packers are missing Aaron Jones. Obviously, I mean, you know, AJ Dillon, you know, is a great running back. I respect the guy. I think he's gonna do well. But they just don't really have any depth behind him. So I'm just a little bit worried, you know, what if he gets injured, something like that? You never know, right? Um I think this is gonna be another one score game. I think the Vikings just they consistently play in one score games. I think they've played eight in them, eight of them this season, which is just, you know, kind of crazy. But I do think the Packers eat this one out. I'm going to say, like, by a field goal or less. Uh, just because, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers more than Kirk Cousins in a kind of must-win game for both teams. Yeah, you know what? I, I got to agree with you. Um, I think that the Vikings the Vikings have been good. And like we've said, they're like,
1: the Vikings are playing better than their record indicates. Um, I mean, actually, if I look back at the Vikings' scores here, let me just roll this up for a second. Uh, they beat the Chargers this week. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we look at their schedule... Uh, where is it? Uh, lost to the Bengals by three, Cardinals by one. They beat the Seahawks by thirteen. Uh, so that was a good one. They lost to the bike, by- Browns by seven, beat the Lions by two, beat the Panthers by six in overtime, lost to the Cowboys by four, lost to the lost to the Ravens by three, beat the Chargers by seven. So yeah, they're playing in close games week after week. Uh, and yeah, you know what? In any close game, I think you have to you have to put your faith in in Aaron Rodgers. He's he's just too good. He's too good to not uh, not put any faith in him. Um, so I'm going to roll the Packers. I am going to roll with the over, uh, just because I think that game will, uh, will ball out. I think Aaron Rodgers will have a better game than he did last week. Obviously not practicing at all and not getting back into the facility until Saturday. Uh, so I think that hurt him, but I think he'll bounce back, and that should be a pretty high-scoring game, uh, but a close one nonetheless. Um, our next game here, Houston going into Tennessee. Titans 10.5-point favorites, over-under 44.5.
0: Yeah, I mean, like we said, Titans are probably one of the more impressive teams in the league uh, this, you know, this year. Uh, I think the Texans, you know, they're going to come out fighting. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, uh, I think he'll have a much better game than he did against the Dolphins. Um, I think, you know, I think this game might be a little bit close. Just, I don't know. I have a feeling that the Texans might make this one interesting. Not enough to pick them, but I think they probably lose by maybe a touchdown, 10 points, that sort of stuff. Uh, just because the Titans really have no running game anymore. Uh, so they are going to be relying on Ryan Tannehill to, you know, kind of keep humming along there. Uh, but I will, I will take the Titans. I'm going to take the over. And, I think I think this one is pretty much a lock. Yeah, I
1: know. i got to agree with you. I've got the Titans. I've got the over. Speaking of uh,
0: the Titans passing game,
1: uh, can we just talk about how fucking shit my fantasy team did this week in one of my leagues? Um, the guy I have, the guy I was playing against, had Mike Isicchi, zero points, uh, also started Julio Jones despite him being on the IR. And I still fucking lost. Oh, my God. Wait, actually, oh you God. lost dude, that one? Yeah, I literally lost, dude. I'm literally going to pull this up. <laughs> okay, so here's my scenario going into uh, going into that Raiders game, okay? Here's my scenario. Uh, I'm down by about 12 points, I think. And um, I have Darren Waller, okay, projected at 17 points. And he had Dan Carlson, the Raiders kicker. Okay, I needed uh, Waller to have about eight more points than the Raiders kicker did, and Waller put up six. Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, I was very mad. Um, he did have Stephon Diggs, who put up 30, and that's what really killed me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers only had 10. Cora Patterson had four. Um, Waller had six, but Dernis Johnson put up 22 for me. But, yeah, I did lose that game. Um, I was very, very, very fucking mad.
0: Not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look on yeah. the resume. Mm-hmm.
1: So absolutely brutal. But yeah, Titans over. Uh, we'll move on from that. Uh, our next game here, we've got uh, Colts going into Buffalo. Uh, Bills are seven and a half point favorites and over under
0: 50. Yeah, I mean, the, dude, the Colts have looked good. I mean, with a healthy Carson Wentz and you know, Jonathan Taylor's been probably the best running back in the league the last few weeks. Um And I think, they've only lost by one score against both Baltimore and Tennessee. Uh, So I am looking for this one to be really close. I am going to roll with the Bills. I mean, I think the Bills are one of the better teams in the AFC, I mean, even in the the league itself. Uh, And I just, you know, I like Josh Allen more than I like Carson Wentz. I just think the Bills are a more complete team. And I think they'll do a lot better job of stopping Jonathan Taylor than, you know, teams like the Jags have done in weeks past. Uh, I am going to take the under in this one. I think, you know, I think we'll get close to that 49.5. I think we'll probably fall a little bit short, though, so I will take the under. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to roll with Josh Allen to really attack those holes in the Colts' defense and uh, bring home the dub for the Bills. Yeah, you know what? I
1: got to agree with you. I got the Bills, but I'm going
0: to roll with the over uh, just I think both those offenses have been absolutely high-flying
1: lately. Uh, I mean, the Bills absolutely lit up. Uh, who did they play last week? They lit up. I mean, it was the Jets. The Jets. It was the Jets, uh, 45-17. But that offense, when it gets moving... Uh, it gets moving. I think Devin Singletary has made the case as almost an RB1 status, mean, he's been playing way better than Zach Moss. Uh, but, yeah,
0: yeah I got to roll with the term. Bills.
1: I think that they're going to take it. Uh, again, kind of just goes back to that, I trust Josh Allen more than I trust Carson Wentz, right? Uh, whenever there's sort of a close one, you really got to roll with a better quarterback, that sort of game manager, that field general. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Bills. Uh, our next game here, divisional matchup. We got your boys, the Dolphins, going into New York. It doesn't really matter which New York team, but it is the Jets in this situation. Uh, Dolphins are three-point favorites and an over under a 44 and a half.
0: Yeah, so I just want to say I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, so-called experts picking the fucking Jets to win this game, which I think is just an absolute, like, just so disrespectful. I mean, we just beat the fucking Ravens. The Jets just got their fucking lunch eaten by the Buffalo Bills. Like Joe uh, Flacco. Fungano.
1: Joe Flacco. Oh my
0: god. Like, bro. The, the the Dolphins are winning this game all fucking week. This game is going to be the over because both these teams are absolute garbage. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Tua Tagovailoa is going to go in there and absolutely embarrass Joe Flacco. The Dolphins come are, are coming out of there with a W, and you know you can lock that in and take it to the bank. All right. Uh. Well, it's not really
1: a hot take, but you know what? I'm gonna roll with the Jets just because my absolute boy Jumbo Joe Flacco is elite, an elite quarterback, and um, we've been in step also all this uh, pick so far. So I'm gonna roll with the Jets. I'm gonna roll the over because both those defenses are absolute ass. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Jets, man.
0: I, I like uh, – I think Joe Flavis going to come this in. This is just because they they beat the Ravens and you're feeling embarrassed and you're lashing out. No, nope, it's okay. Nope, I nope. get it. Jets are going to win this one. Jets are winning this one for
1: sure. Um, all right, our next game here, we've got the Saints going into Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, last year we, this game wouldn't have been this close, but the Eagles were actually two-point
0: favorites um, and an over-under of 43. I think, yeah, you doubted the Eagles last week, because I believe you took the Broncos in that game, right? And Jalen Hurts uh, you know, proved you wrong. Where are you? Did you, did I believe you, did you? I believe you took the Broncos. No, I took the Eagles
1: in that one. I did take the Eagles. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are 0-4 at home, first of all. That needs to be kind of said. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they're, oh, God. The, these Both these teams are just absolutely f- so f- maddening to fucking pick. Yeah. Because they're so inconsistent. Week to week, you never know what you're going to get with them. I mean, Trevor Simeon's been pretty, you know, he's been efficient. He's been taking care of the football, hasn't thrown an interception uh, you know, in both games that he's played. Uh, and if the Saints, you know, have a clean game, have a good, you know, game, then I do think that they can win this game. So I am going to take them. Um, I mean, ugh, the Eagles just have such a limited receiving core. They really, you know, only have Devontae Smith. And I do believe that Dallas Goddard is going to be missing this game with concussion. Uh, so that is kind of where the t- uh, the scales get tipped a little bit for me. Um, and I, yeah, if Alvin Kamara is back, I think definitely the Saints, but even if he's not, I think Mark Ingram would do enough to win. Uh, I will, however, take the under in this game and I hate that I'm doing that so much this week, but you know, just the games are a little bit math this week. I'm not gonna absolutely. Uh, I'm going to roll the
1: Saints. I'm going to roll the under as well. Um, I absolutely love Mark. Mark Ingram's is my boy. I mean, I loved him in Baltimore. Uh, he had a really good two seasons there and big trove, big trove. Um, so I'm really glad that he's gone back to where we got him from, right? I mean, that's where we were able to sign him out of was New Orleans, um, so I'm glad he's gone back there. I know him and Kamara are having a good time together. If they were good buddies back before, um, so I absolutely love Al- uh, Mark Ingram. Um, I think he's having a phenomenal year since he's been there, and I, I think he'll have a big game uh, without if Alvin Kamara doesn't play, uh, but yeah, I got to roll with the Saints. Uh, I got to roll with the under as well just because you really just don't know what you're going to get out of those offenses, right? Um, so, our next game here, I mean, we got 49ers going into Jacksonville. Uh, obviously, the 49ers are coming off that big win over the Rams. Uh, the Niners are six and a half point favorites and over under a 55 and a
0: half. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, shout out the Niners. I mean, they uh, they went in there to the Rams and they both, You know, that game wasn't really close. They took care of business. And I'm looking for them to do the same, you know, same against Jacksonville. I mean, I think obviously. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars, you know, not very good. Of course, they did surprisingly beat the Bills. uh, But I don't see them kind of, yeah, yeah, the field goal bowl. I don't see them kind of pulling, you know, the rabbit out of the hat again. Um, You know, they're 3-1 and on the road, you know, this this year. So I'm looking for that to, uh, you know, kind of continue. And, yeah, I'm just taking, you know, the talent on the 49ers side of the bowl is uh, good enough for me to take care of business. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I got to go with the 49ers as well. I think the Jags kind of got lucky. I don't know if it was the Josh Allen, Josh Allen curse or what, but uh, I don't think that the uh, 49ers have anybody, uh, or I don't think the Jags have anybody on their defense named uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance. Uh, so I think that they'll, uh, I think that they shouldn't do too well. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna roll with the 49ers. Um, I'm gonna roll with the under, just because that 49ers defense yeah. was able to hold, uh, able to hold the Rams down pretty good. So I think that they'll, uh, I think that they'll do yeah. the same to Jacksonville. Uh, on that much worse offense. Um, our next game here, our last game of the morning slate, or morning, I guess, the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, <laughs> morning for have, us,
0: yeah. Um... Oh, shit.
1: Hello? Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. My headset died. Sorry Yeah. we yeah. um, hey, got ours. Washington going into Carolina. Um, Panthers are three-and-a-half-point favorites and an over-under of 43.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the game I'm most excited about this week, and you know, I'm not a fan of either of these teams. I'm very neutral, um, but you know, I'm super excited to see Cam. You know, Cam going against Broner Vera. Uh, I think Bank of America Stadium is going to be absolutely rocking for this one, um, and yeah, I'm taking the Panthers to win this one. Uh, you know, I just really want to see Cam win. So I think, you know, I think that's kind of, of my judgment a bit, and I hate to you know pick with you know my emotions, but. That's what's, That's what's happening. happening. I'm, I'm taking cam, cam. I'm taking the Panthers. Panthers. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, game, which of course we always love to see. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to see you know Cam put in that work. Yeah, you know what? I mean,
1: the the Washington uh, offense looked really good last week against Tampa. I mean, putting up 29 points against that defense is always a is always a good uh, good note to have on your resume there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we like we said earlier, we both love Cam. Uh, I mean. Two plays, throws a touchdown, runs a touchdown on two back-to-back plays in his first two snaps. I mean, that's awesome to see. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to roll with the under. Um, I think that the Panthers will – Panthers' D has looked really good lately. They've uh, they've really stepped it up, um, and I think that they'll hold Taylor Heineke down down pretty well. So I'm going to roll with the Panthers, but I'm going to roll with the under. I don't think the Panthers cover that on their own. Uh, I don't even think they'll get over 30, and then I don't think Washington's going to get over 13. Um, so I'm going to roll with the under. Uh, Our first game of the afternoon, uh, we've got Cincinnati going into Vegas. uh, Bengals, one-point
0: favorites and an over-under of 50. Hmm. Well, I mean, seeing as the Raiders have had no felonies this week, I'm going to take the Bengals. Um, You know, uh, I'm I'm a big Joe Burrow guy. I've always I've always liked him. I wasn't sure he was gonna be you know, as good of a quarterback in the NFL as he has turned out to be. I'm just super excited that he's been able to do that. Um, you know yeah, I think um yeah, the Raiders defense has been you know a little bit scrambled the last couple of weeks. Um I don't think they're gonna be able to cover all of the you know, talented wide receivers that the Bengals have, and I also don't think they're gonna be able to slow down Joe Mixon. Uh, so you put those two things together. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a long day for the Raiders. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bengals. I am gonna take the over. I do think this is gonna be a really high scoring game, um, and you know, as long as Joe Burrow avoids turnovers, I'm taking the Bengals
1: to win this one, that pretty handily. I love that your uh, your deciding factor between the Raiders and the Bengals is that the Raiders haven't committed a felony this week. Um, I mean, there's still a couple days till game time, so you, you never know. You never know. Some of those guys might uh, might have a little bit too much fun after Thursday night football. I know we get pretty rowdy for Thursday night football, so uh, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows. Uh, but I am going to roll the Bengals. I am going to roll the over. Um, I mean, the Chiefs offense is obviously the Chiefs offense, but, I mean, they've struggled, but they were able to bounce back, and I think that the Bengals will uh, will be able to come in there and light up that Raiders D like uh, like the Chiefs did. Uh, so, yeah, i got the Bengals. I've got the over. Um, our next game here, we've got Cardinals going into Seattle. Uh, I'm not sure about Kyler Murray's status, but the Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites Um, and an over-under of 48.
0: Hmm. Do you know I'm if is Kyler I'm is Kyler playing? Ugh. I know he says he's going to, but I feel like like if he's if he's even like you know a little bit questionable, like they wouldn't really risk it because they have given themselves a pretty good head start on the rest of the rest of the you know that division. Um, oh god, I think, I think Russ, Russ is going to be a bit better than he was last week. I mean, obviously coming out with that injury, he didn't look super great. great. Um, and I know the Cardinals have won four of the last six at Seattle, but uh, I'm gonna pick the Seahawks. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under in this one, but I am gonna take the Seahawks. Um, I also wonder, but I don't know if Chris Carson's gonna play. If he does, I think that's gonna really help the Hawks out. Obviously, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I don't really know why. Honestly, I don't have a really good reasoning. I just have a weird feeling that they're gonna win.
1: Yeah. So you know what? I'm gonna take the Cardinals in this one. Um, I think Colt McCoy came in that first week he played, and they had an awesome showing. Um, and I think Russ Russ looked rusty in <laughs> um, that Packers game there. So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this will be a pretty high scoring game. So I'm going to roll the over, uh, but I am going to take the Cardinals. Just I just I like that offense a lot better. Um, I think that they'll do. I think they'll have a really good game. Um, our next game here, I'd probably call this one the game of the week personally. Um, we've got Dallas going into Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites and an
0: over-under of 56. Yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely stoked for this game. I mean, I'm really excited to see my boys up against, you know, um, you know what should be some pretty good competition. I mean, obviously, you know, the, um, you know, the Chiefs haven't really been the themselves this year. I think most people are riding, you know, with the Chiefs. I think, you know, the kind of baggage and everyone is riding with the Chiefs. The money is kind of with the Chiefs. But I'm going to roll with my Cowboys. I mean, I think our defense is going to have a big game. I think our offense is going to give that, you know, Chiefs the uh, absolute nightmares. And, you know, Mahomes is going to have to be perfect in this one for the Chiefs to win. If he's turning the ball over like he has been, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, that game is going to be over quite quickly. Because this game is going to be an absolute shootout. I'm looking for this game to be more than 60 points myself. So I'm taking the over all the way. But I am going to roll with my boys. Uh, You know what?
1: I've I've rolled the Cowboys a lot lately, and I think that that's a fucking problem um, because I don't really fucking trust them very much. I mean, that showing against Denver was absolutely fucking atrocious. Um, So I am going to roll with the Chiefs, uh, but I am going to agree with you that this is going to be an over. Uh, I think both of these offenses are going to be high-flying and lots of tutties this week. Um, So, yeah, I got to roll with the Chiefs, and I'm going to roll the over just like you. Um. All right, and moving into uh, Sunday night, uh, this will be actually a decent one too. I think. I think uh, if Big Ben can come back and get off that COVID list, uh, I think this game ends up a little bit closer than it might people might think. Uh, you got Pittsburgh going into the uh, going against the LA Chargers. Um, uh, Chargers five and a half point favorites and an over under of forty seven.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, for you know, me, honestly, it doesn't really matter if Big Ben's playing or not. Uh, uh, I'm the taking the Chargers, Chargers in this one either way. Uh, uh, they are 2-3 and at home. But, uh, you know, those three losses and have come against you know, teams. Like kind of the Cowboys, the Pats, and the Vikings, you know, decent teams, not, you know, kind of uh, walkovers by any stretch of the imagination. And the Chargers need to win this one. They stay kind of competitive in that, uh, in that division. So I think they come away with the victory. I am going to take the over. Uh, but yeah, I'm no looking Chargers. for the Chargers to have a big game. I'm looking for guys like Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, he's me and Keenan Allen. They both have big, real big games as well. Yeah, you
1: know what? I'm gonna agree. I think if Big Ben plays, this game hits the
0: over. Uh, but without
1: it, I think it hits the under. But yeah, I got the Chargers. Um, I don't know. I mean, to barely get off, to barely get by the uh, the Detroit Lions is uh, is a pretty sad thing. Even mm-hmm. though the Ravens did it early, uh, but it is pretty sad.
0: He uh, took the words right out of him. Yeah.
1: So just, uh, I am not the Chargers charging that. roll over. But you know what? You're right, man. I mean, that division's pretty close, right? I mean, all like all of them have five wins except the Chiefs have six. Uh, the Broncos have, uh, are five and five. The rest are five and four. Chiefs are six and four. That division's wide open. Anybody can take it. But um, I think with the way that the Chiefs are probably going to start heating up, um, I think the Chargers really need to get a couple wins moving forward to uh, to stay relevant. And the Raiders are right behind them, and the Broncos are right behind them too, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think that they they need this one. The Chargers absolutely need this win to uh, to stay competitive in that division. Um, so yeah, I got the Chargers. I've got the over. Um, and our last game here, probably a bit of a toilet bowl, um, but who knows? I mean, you got the Giants going into Tampa on Monday night. Uh, Bucks are eleven point favorites and an over under forty nine and a half.
0: I mean, dude. I mean, the Bucks have lost two straight games. They failed to cover, you know, the spread in three of the last four weeks. They're kind of in a little bit of a tailspin right now. And I mean, I think I saw Bruce Arians after the um, after the game. He's like, "We're, we're stupid football. Team. Yeah, we're we're dumb stupid football teams. Teams. mistakes." Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I mean, I you got to think they're in line for a correction game this week, right? I'm looking for them probably to win by at least two touchdowns. Um. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is a get-right right right game for the Bucs. I mean, Tom Brady played last shit last week, week and I don't remember in my, my life, at least, that I've seen Brady play, play shit back-to-back weeks. weeks. So, so I mean, poor the poor Giants are going to be on the end, I think, of a little bit of a Brady revenge game. And, yeah, I'm looking for the Bucs to absolutely beat the brakes off the Giants this week, and, uh, you know, I'm taking the over on that one as well.
1: Yeah, you know what? i got to roll the Bucs in the over as well. Uh, sorry, Hayden, but your Giants aren't going to fucking do it this week um they've surprised us a couple times but this is definitely not the week i think the bucks bounced back in a big way um and like you said just beat the brakes off the Giants. so yeah i think that's uh that's a pretty easy one.
0: Oh boy, oh boy. well I mean, I mean i felt honestly i felt good after the last two weeks of my picks i feel good about these ones but i mean after the last couple of weeks who fucking knows yeah um, I mean, I mean yeah, it's pretty, they're pretty they're much, they're much they're the only locks back. that I can really they're think of this is, is this week is the Bucks. I mean, I feel really, real confident yeah. about that one. All, all the other ones, I feel like are just complete toss ups. We're at that, we're at that, we're that, that weird same, stage you know, of the year, like there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of you know teams that are just kind of you know kind of this is really, this really, is really the weeks where, we weeks where we kind of so separate like, you know the real good teams for the kind of met teams. And it's just that, that time of the year where just anyone can win. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I got some money on uh, Damian Harris to, you know, score a touchdown at any time on Thursday. So I'm hoping to get off to a good start to the week in my betting as well on Thursday night and just keep it rolling. But, uh, yeah, let's see if we can crack that 50% mark that we've failed to hit that last couple weeks. Oh, yeah, seriously. It's been, it's been
1: a tough. There's been a. There's been quite a few upsets these last few weeks. I mean, just looking back, I mean – uh, here's my picks here. I mean, the Bucks losing, the Cardinals losing, uh, the Ravens losing, the Bells losing, the Rams losing. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been yeah. some So I mean, like we always say, anything can happen. But uh, yeah, I think uh, this should be a week. I'm, we're we're obviously hoping to bounce back this week. Um, uh, kind of like a few teams. So who knows?
0: Maybe we'll get exactly. Maybe we'll all so, get lucky. Okay, also and also one thing I wanted to bring up again, see, which is, a, a, which a, which is a a about your Ravens. Poor Le- 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 Le'Veon Bell. Guy got, guy got released, released from the Ravens the after, Ravens after, the after, the after carrying the ball three times for one yard against the, the Dolphins. Are we thinking that's the end of Le'Veon Bell in the NFL? I would put pretty good money on that. That might be it.
1: Yeah, I think maybe he goes in as like an RB2 or something somewhere. But yeah, I think, I don't know, since he left Pittsburgh, it just really hasn't been there. I mean, he is getting older and, Um, I remember seeing a stat somewhere that they basically said like being a running back in the NFL is like getting into a car accident every single week in terms of the effects it has on your body. Um, So, yeah, I mean, he he didn't have a good time in Baltimore. I think he had 35 carries for like 86 yards and two scores or something like that. Like just atrocious. Um, Obviously it's hard in that running back by committee. And obviously that offensive line has been hurt quite a bit. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he's had a tough go, and uh, I think that might be it for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And man, like, and I mean, obviously, I mean, I hate the Ravens just because you love them, but um, I think they're I think really they're doing, a doing themselves a disservice this year by not having, having gone out and got a good running back, back, back for a playoff push. Because, because, because I mean, Devontae, Devontae Freeman is so slow, absolutely slow as fuck. I mean, there was a couple of rushes last week where you should have got the edge on the Dolphins' defense, and the guy just couldn't even make it over there. Um, now you have no balance. You basically have Devontae Freeman and Tyson Williams. And, I mean, and I, mean guys, I just they're think they're doing Lamar and, Leo you know, that, yeah, like that they've really a really good offensive line. line. They've got good offense. Their, their defense, defense, defense is obviously, kind of is kind of questionable. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. To, I mean, yeah. to I me, I just I, just, I don't really know, really really know why you would just go out there and get, like, maybe like, even a guy like Mark, you know, like Mark Ingram, you know? Like, just at least a dependable guy that you can rely on. And it just kind of seems like a wasted season, from my perspective, when you do have a guy, like, you know, as talented as Lamar is.
1: Well, I think that the big thing is that Latavius Murray's coming back. I think the plan is that he's going to be back this week off that injury. Um, and obviously the, they've kind of lost their faith in Tyson Williams after a really hot start. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think the Latavius Murray coming back will be a big help. Um, and I think he's a, he's a good pass catching back as well, which is what they need to. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that they're really just putting their chips in Latavius Murray and, uh, and having him kind of come back and have a better season than he's had. He was doing really well though before he got hurt. So I'm, I'm really hoping that that kind of continues, um, with now that he's
0: back and healthy, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mean, don't no, no, like, no disrespect Latavius. Murray. I think he's a really good RB, too. He's like a really good backup, but yeah, to me, I think that team is really missing an elite running back. Um, yeah, it just seems, I mean, like obviously, you know better than I would, but uh, yeah, it just seems kind of a weird. It was a little bit of a question mark for me. I really thought they'd go out there and you know, at least get like a rental or something, but uh, hey, I mean, when you have Lamar, I guess you don't really need to worry about having a running back because he's basically you know. A running back and QB all kind of morphed into one there, but See, um, thank you, I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. complimenting Lamar Jackson there, I really appreciate that. Right? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, I can I, I can respect the guy's talent, uh, but uh, you know, I just I just like to show up I him know him, you, though, do. but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he was on any other team, I would have no problem with oh, him it. Was. It's just it's an easy target. It's an easy target, but. Um, But, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm actually actually a little bit excited for that uh, Falcons-Patriots game. I mean, it's a lot better than what we usually get on Thursday nights. we got to take what we can get. But, uh, yeah, I mean, let's see if we can break that 50%. I think we got a shoot for that. And, you know, we're nice and close in the picks. You know, we're neck and neck. So let's see uh, who can, you know, kind of take over the rest of the season and come away with that, uh, you know, kind of better uh, pick percentage. Absolutely. I mean, I think we should
1: have a a prize if someone is able to pick – get 100% one week. I think there should be a, a
0: pretty good reward for that. We could do the Mike Rabel route and cut off our dicks if someone gets 100%. <laughs> I'll take you on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm absolutely kidding. Uh, maybe I'll commit a felony or something in honor of the Raiders, but <laughs> but you know, that's it for us this week, boys. Thanks for uh, coming along for the ride, and um, you know, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you again uh, next Wednesday. Cheers, boys it up.